1: A, D, N. it's headphones sales.
0: And welcome back to another episode of Headphones Neil Reviews. I'm your host, as always, Headphones Neil, bringing you my review for House of the Dragon Season One, Episode Two. So, I originally wasn't planning—if you listen to my review last week—that I wasn't planning on doing a re- episode by episode review of the show. But I thought there was enough that happened in the show or in the episode to warrant a review. So. The episode title is The Rogue Prince. Right off the bat, we're greeted with a brand new title sequence to the show. Um, So you might think, well, what happened to suddenly change from last week? But they basically did an opening for House of the Dragon, much like we saw an opening for Game of Thrones. And then because it's fire and blood, they have fire and then blood going through the logos of the Targaryen uh, logo, so I thought that was a very nice touch. Um, I did see something on Twitter or TikTok, something like that, where they showed that the opening sequence was a walk through the histories of the various Targaryen rulers, so Aegon and Aemon, or not Aemon, but like Aegon, and I think Viserys, and like all the various rulers from the Targaryen dynasties, so overall, I thought that was a good introduction to the sequence, and then I saw one... on twitter where someone said that the same guy who created the music for game of thrones is coming back to create the music for um, house of the dragon so i don't know if that's true or not i did see a title thing on amazon and music for that so i assume it's true that he's gonna release the or have the full soundtrack available once the season is over so look out for that if you're a fan of his but jumping into the show itself it is twofold um we have the, um the king being pushed to um get remarried and um make peace or like get on talking terms again with his daughter Rainera. um so we have of course the uh we have the high tower the hand of the king guy Um, pushing his daughter and his daughter essentially getting close with the king so originally with the first episode we would have thought that it was one of those things that was along the lines of um we didn't quite know you know what the scope of why he was doing that was but as it turns out it's to get close with the king so if he does either um if she does either sleep with the king to get a bastard or get in with the king's ear then it's kind of a double full of access to the king but it was ultimately to get in the king's good graces to um when the whole idea of remarrying comes up that she um will be the chosen one um we have the story originally starting with um corliss valerian trying to get his daughter or his cousins or something like that. the 12 year old girl married off to the king which doesn't quite work out just because of course because she's 12 years old there's no real um connection or history or anything like that there um
1: here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact
0: So, it's one of those things where um, there's very little buildup for having that connection, even though Corliss and his wife try to make the case that um, it would be a good match. But they do, but they put very little, they kind of do more talking and less like actual application for wanting to have the king marry her. So, you know, if she was around, or if there was a connection between her and the king, much like um, the High Tower girl, then it would be one of those things where it um, it would have made for a more impactful thing. But at the end of the day, for Corlys valerian it's just him trying to have political maneuvering and get in the king's good graces, which is ultimately why he picked the High Tower girl for his new wife um i also originally thought that he was gonna go the way of picking Rhaenyra for his wife in the targaryen um lineage or history or whatever all that to keep it in the family but i got to thinking after that this it might have been one of those things to keep it in the family um that happened later or maybe um the high tower girl is unable to give him a daughter so that's why or give him a male heir so that's why he ultimately um marries his daughter and that starts that whole inbreeding thing for the or with the um targaryen so i thought all of that was while it was a lot of talking and slowness that um that all seemed to work it's a lot of politics and all of that stuff Um, But the episode really shines on the flip side where um, we have the hand of the king going in the king's place to um, try and talk um, the king's son, Damon, out of his um, staying at Dragonstone to... Um, what could be a perceived perception of war against the king? Um, Damon does say that he's the only one who could talk negatively about his brother, so it feels like he's trying to um, either force the king's hand to into action in the free cities, or um, he's trying to take over the Westeros himself in order to have that power and all that. So all of that was interesting, but the conversation with him, with Damon and Corlys or um, actually sorry before that but the whole situation got really well or got was really good when Rhaenyra shows up on the dragon doesn't end up using the dragon but talks her uncle down from the whole thing with Dragonstone having stolen the egg so she essentially recovers the egg and does what it looked like the High, um, high Tower guy was gonna be unable to get done so basically it was kind of proving herself right and proving themselves right that in, in order to deal with T- daemon a targaryen needs to go deal with him he can uh, and essentially the king has to start doing things himself and not have other people do stuff for him so on one hand that's there's that but then on the flip side it shows how much power the high tower or basically the hand of the king has and then we round out the episode with corlys talking to daemon about how um they're they've built everything they've had up by themselves and that they're not going to get the respect they deserve until they are able to prove to the world about what they're able to do. So they have a conversation about the Second Sons that or that they're Second Sons and they're only secondary to the eyes of society. So it feels like much like the Gold Cloaks creation in the first episode. We're either going to meet the existing um, Second Sons in the Free Cities or... Um, Damon and corliss are going to go and create the gold cloaks or go and create the second sons out of the um the like whoever those people are who are raiding the cities and corliss's vessels and all of that in the free cities that essentially they're going to round them up uh, centralize their power and create the second sons as a force to be reckoned with in that whole if I remember right, basically they're an army for hire. So basically an elite fighting force that if you pay them, then they'll essentially take out anything they, anyone you want. So because Damon has already proven his abilities with the gold cloaks, I feels like that's kind of where they're going here and they're going to become prove to be a power to fight against, um, Westeros and the King. So that's just speculation, but I just like that whole tie in with, what feels like to be an introduction to the second sons um the whole thing with getting remarried um not quite on the fence but for me i'm suspecting they're trying to go the route of introducing the whole thing of marrying within the family because they were unable to or no one's been able to produce male heirs or it maybe it starts with um the king and renera that because she's able to provide the king a male heir. That they decide to start keeping things in the family from there on out. So that's all there is for this particular review. So overall good episode. I probably get about an 85 to 90%. Like I said the whole thing with the politics and getting remarried was kind of slow. But um, is starting to pay out very nicely. The second half with Damon and all of that stuff was the much more interesting part of the episode but it's good to have a more traditional introduction to house of the dragon um to mimic what we saw in game of thrones it kind of would have been nice to have a slightly different theme song instead of the same game of thrones one i was listening to a podcast i want to say house of thrones maybe where they said it's a little bit different so i'm gonna go back and re-listen to it and see what see if i can notice the tonal shifts in it but in my first watching i didn't notice a Difference from the original. So that's all there is for this particular review. So if you have any feedback, comments, updates, what did you like or dislike about the episode? You can comment on this post on Twitter at Patel N01. The website is Headphones for past episodes, subscription links, supporting the show, and all of that good stuff. But thanks for tuning into this particular episode. and